Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Monday's here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment, financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. It is camp season. Huskers... Got it going this morning. Plenty of thoughts and reaction. We'll hear from Coach Matt Rule. It also white out Billy Camp in hour two. We'll spend some time with Mr. Blackshirt Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie Jay Moore joins the show as it is the Blackshirt Hour to get you going. Numbers to get in and dial us up can do so at 489-1240. 489-1240 or uh, toll-free across the state where you hear us, 1-800-825-5865. can email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. And always uh, make comments on the stream with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. can comment that way. Also on Hale Varsity Twitter at HVarsity Radio, Facebook and Twitter also with KFOR. So those are your outlets to say what's up. We say hello, and I have got to give... A, uh, a a nine and a half out of ten to Elijah Herbal for his beef short ribs that he made, and he left a little bit over for me and Dolman, as we absolutely were the two old guys crashing the party uh, to watch Bud Crawford absolutely dismantle Spence. My God, that was Nebraska all over Florida in the Fiesta Bowl. We'll get to some boxing thoughts, but well done. You didn't have an apron. You didn't have a chef hat, but you should. Yeah, that, was, it, that was good. It was man. good having you over to the bachelor house. It's a house full of bachelors. I walk in, there's your pup on the couch. There's artwork everywhere, really cool artwork. And then there's dudes drinking... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, their 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 selection of beer. There was some some uh, some Coors Original that the bandit yep. brought by. Yep. Uh, some IPAs. We had about everything you could ask. I for. know, and and it was very nice of you to to, to not say no. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> it's the old guys at the rail again. <laughs> There's no problem with that. We all had fun. What was sweet, though, is is you're letting me and Dolman pay in installments. No one else had to pay, but the two old guys get to the door. That'll be $75.99. Uh, we take cash, check, or money order. Uh, and in true form or fashion, give me a little bit before that check clears, Elijah. Well, so. well the best part is, is as I was going through and, uh, and purchasing the fight, I didn't tell you this on Saturday night. Uh, I learned that the card on file for the Showtime account was my dad's. Oh, so dad got popped. Dad got popped, and <laughs> I got to figure out how I'm going to pay him back. If I'm going to pay him back, to his credit, like it, you need like a send him a confirmation text, be like, "Do you want to purchase this?" Before I even texted him, he confirmed it for me. So 
Thanks, Dad. Appreciate you. I promise I'll pay you back eventually. I, yeah, I, I, I have left that promise dangling. Hey, I, I need to order something on Amazon. Dear, it's your account. I will Venmo you. Uh, thankfully, she does not listen. How about Bud Crawford, though? Awesome. Just incredible. He's had a lot of big moments. He's had a lot of big fights. But he was able to etch his name, deservedly so, in history with the unification. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that he tore up this guy that was supposed to really challenge him but it was it wasn't fair it was not fair it was absolutely a a savage beating and it just goes to show what bud crawford's all about with his 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 brilliance his intelligence and oh yeah his his power and ability but you have a guy that is is that thoughtful when it comes to an attack plan and how he's a quick thinker and he computes. And after round one, it was over. Mm. I mean, Spence came out, you feel him out, and then Crawford's counterpunching was masterful. His power punches were where they were at percentage-wise, uh, I think 60%. He just, he just mauled the guy with his jab, and he took away Spence's jab. And it was really cool to see uh, the state of Nebraska's all over, over, over Bud, uh, the proud city of Omaha, and he is he's an absolute phenom and a, a guy that this state is super proud of. And it was really cool to see him do his thing. Yeah. And as you said, kind of the, that knockdown in the second round, it was one of the only fights of that magnitude where from that early on in the fight, I was, it was like, over. it's over. It's over. It's the, the only fear was if Spence catches him with something, but even whenever Bud got Locked hit, him. it never looked like it was going to put him down. Bud always looked like he had the advantage in speed, power, and before the fight, people were saying, well, Spence is going to be the bigger man. And I said it in the first round. I said, Bud looks just as big as Errol Spence in that ring, and uh, it was great to see. I mean, you see poor Spence's eyes were just getting peppered, mm-hmm. and I know that's common in boxing, but I mean, he every time he went to the ring after a round, I mean, there was more puffiness, more redness. And the guy was in trouble from the get-go. So there's our commentary on Bud Crawford. One last thought. Trev Alberts, if you're listening, I've tweeted at you before. You've never responded. You know why? (laughs) (laughs) That's a damn herbal kid again. All I'll say, Trev, is if you're out there listening, make it happen. Bud Crawford in Memorial Stadium. Get that walkout through the tunnel. There's going to be the brand new tunnel that you're going to be able to show off here in in a couple of months. Bud Crawford in the stadium. I don't care who he's fighting. I don't think Nebraska cares who he's fighting. Make it happen in the stadium. 90,000 will show up. 90,000 will have fun. And uh, 90,000 will watch Bud Crawford get a win. That's all I'm saying. Maybe maybe the rematch. I don't know that you, you, you can't do it in Vegas contractually. But if Bud could land whoever, warm-up fight, post-fight, after the rematch, whatever it is, yeah, that'd be incredible. We were blessed to have him at PBA, mm-hmm. was that six years ago? Uh, 2017-ish? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was fall 2017. Yeah. yeah, it was August. It was hot. Junior got to go, and we were able to dirty media passes. That was really cool, and hey, good for Bud Crawford. Let's talk some Nebraska football as Coach Rule met the media today. And uh, day one of camp, and you had things a little different in a good way. As camp was split up, you had uh, older players, and then you had younger players, and you had younger guys getting a minimum of, of 40 reps. 
and you had younger guys that had some extra time for the teaching aspect, but a, but a very important plan. And Coach Rule talked about that. But uh, Rule gets us started off. We'll, we'll hear from Coach right now as he addressed the, the Bob Wager situation. That's how he led things off uh, this afternoon. Uh, really grateful for him for the time he spent here. Unfortunate situation. I know he took responsibility for it, and I appreciate him for doing that. Not a lot of men would have handled it the way he did. I don't judge people by their tough moments or worst moments. I always judge them how they respond. I really appreciate him, and I'm thankful for him. I mean, it was a short time, but he brought some recruits here. He brought some of his kids here, so I appreciate him and wish him and his family the best. So you had comments from, from Rule on, on Coach Wager, and really – that is uh, about all you can say. You, you wish him well. We've touched on it on Friday's show as that news broke and then also on the Saturday morning edition. But let's uh, hear about Josh Martin uh, getting called up, uh, stepping up to that tight end position he's very familiar with. When we first hired Josh, I remember um, uh, one of the analytics companies you know, sending me, signing like, hey, we're, we're, you know, great hire and all the things he had done. Um, and we've just been nothing but impressed with Josh since then. You know, uh, we've had Christian Ellsworth in that room, and Christian's a really talented young coach. So it's you know kind of been a blessing to have him in there. But uh, you know, Josh has done it. He's done it two places. He's had guys go on to the NFL, and uh, you know I went out and watched his indie today uh, with the young guys, and um, you can tell he's been coaching a long time. So um, our whole plan and kind of building the staff a little differently than maybe it's been done here before was having a bunch of guys waiting in the wings. So as guys have opportunities and move on. Or unfortunately, in a situation like this, we have guys here. We don't have to go out and, you know, hire some, you know, someone new. We can go out and hire guys uh, within the organization that, you know, that know our systems and understand our way of life. That's huge. That is thinking about third down on first down to put it into play calling terms, and that is quite honestly Saban esque. How many times did Saban hire? a guy to be an analyst, be it a Lane Kiffin or a Sark, only to have someone leave the nest for another head coaching job after the rehab was done under Saban, Bill O'Brien. And then what? Then you, you, you next man up, just like you hear coaches say uh, when there's injuries. Well, next man up, it's got to happen. Well, that's okay to have on your coaching staff. And if you're smart enough with how you're spending your budget, from a support system standpoint, you're going to have guys. I mean, not many programs have a guy who spent seven years at SMU and at Arizona State with guys who, with a guy who's put people into the NFL at tight end. So Nebraska ahead of the game there, and, and Coach Rule laid it out perfectly. But you just have to have again details, Elijah. This is how I want to build our our coaching roster and our analyst roster. And then that support system and uh, support staff that, that helps the football program go. And as you said, to put it in the play calling terms, it's having your third down play call ready to go on first down. And you know what? If, if your plan gets derailed, you have the backup option as well. It's no in the future because it's, it's rare in college football as a whole, but especially in modern college football, to have what Nebraska had in the late 80s and 90s with continuity with your assistant coaches, where we've talked with plenty of them on this show. Guys like Charlie McBride, guys like George Darlington, guys like Ron Brown, guys like Milt Tinnaper, guys that stuck in state at Nebraska, that's rare in modern college football. You have to expect guys, you know what? 
offense has a great year, your OC is going to go off and take a head coaching job somewhere because at the end of the day, the, the dollars in college football are massive right now. Whenever you see that multi-million dollar contract put in front of you, you say, you know what? It's time for you to make the jump. I love my time at Nebraska. But that's just the standard in college football nowadays, and it's Matt Rule looking to the future saying, I'm going to be ready when that happens. Well, you're going to get the best candidates, not only guys that you've coached with, but you're going to get guys that want to absolutely leave it, leave it out there for you because you're going to make them better. The development part isn't just on the field, but Coach Rule likes hiring young and developing. And you'll get a great reputation. You do the job to his liking, you're going to get an opportunity, presumably. And Rule's had his coordinators get head coaching job opportunities at some of the previous stops. Mm-hmm. Or they, they move on, or they end up in the NFL with him. So, no, you're, you're going to get with the expectation being we want you to reach your dream. If your dream's to be an OC, if your dream's to be a head coach, awesome, we'll help you get there. No hard feelings, but give us your all when you're here. So we'll dive into Miles Farmer here and the update here from Coach Rule on Farmer, and we'll talk a little bit here about you know what is next for Farmer, what's next for Nebraska in the safety spot, who are some of the names that we need to think about in case Miles isn't back. Here is Coach Rule. Miles was suspended to end the summer by us uh, just for um, simple things, nothing, nothing major, just you know sort, sort of some of our standards, and was not a member of the 120. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that all plays out. More on Farmer if he'll return or not from Coach Rule. I don't know. It's just kind of day by day, you know. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I love Miles. He's he's a competitive kid. It's so hard when you have a new coach, right? And they have different standards than you're used to. So I get that, right? Um, we've been patient with a lot of guys, you know. Um, we'll see what happens with Miles, right? We'll see what happens, and you know, we'll see. You know, like I said, he, the ball's in his court. I mean, um, we'd love him to be here, but you know, you know, whatever whatever he wants to do. Um, I respect him as a man, so whatever he decides, I understand. You know, that's that's a very, I don't want to say politically correct, That that's, that's an answer to not put it on the kid, but understand that there's standards you got to meet to be here. And Elijah, Miles Farmer's a guy that I was going to use ink at that one of those safety spots because of his experience. At Nebraska, his ability at Nebraska, even from a young ball player, he was one of those guys that was forcing or getting turnovers. We had forced fumbles or interceptions. Get out of Atlanta that super talented. And just the body type is something you want on that back end in run support, but also when it comes to coverage. So he's not easily replaceable. We've got some names we'll get into that, um, that, that Nebraska will have, are you going to get the same or better production assuming Farmer doesn't come back? Well, luckily Nebraska has a guy who I don't want to call him like for like because Miles Farmer is unique athletically in what he brings to the field. His frame, he's got mm-hmm. one of those NFL-type bodies. But you have a guy, a transfer in Corey Collier. Yeah, who, from Florida. He's flown a little bit under the radar because 
you were expecting Miles to step into that starting role. I mean, Miles is one of the reasons why guys like Phil Steele had Nebraska's secondary being the strength of its defense next year. All the returning talent you had with Newsom and with Miles Farmer, and then two guys that are coming back from injury, but you expect them to get some action this year, and, and Malcolm Hartsog and Marquise Buford. With that four, that's an experienced defensive backroom that you expect are, are going to lead that defense. Now you have question marks with that other safety spot. And Corey Collier is a guy, six foot one, almost 200 pounds. He's athletically a little bit unique in that back end as well. So you have that, but is he going to be ready to transfer in? Uh, is he going to be ready for big time, big 10 football? Omar Brown's a little bit undersized at that safety position after moving from cornerback. Is he going to be the guy that steps up and fills that role? I mean, you have a guy in Phelan Sanford, the former uh, walk-on from, I believe, Binkelman, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be able to step up and fill that role? He's been a special teams guy. You, you have a gift back there? You have, you have a couple options, and I don't know if you want to make a position switch this close to the season, but it's a blow, but I don't think it's a blow that Nebraska is not going to be able to overcome with some of the talent in that room. Some of the names we'll, we'll get into. Elijah laid out a few folks that are candidates. You hope Farmer comes back, but you, you really like what you had with Farmer and Buford. Yeah. And I know they're, that Buford's coming back, and Hartsog, Oppo, Newsom's a nice uh, potential there, but we'll see. Uh, again, a strength that now has some uncertainty. More from Coach Rule, Billy Kemp, as we're rolling here day one of camp at Tail Varsity, and we're presented by Currency. And now, and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're talking day one of fall camp. More comments from Matt Rule on dorm life. I should have asked him whether or not he has a lava lamp because that is standard for said dorm, standard for your room. Once you get uh, to those teen years, at least it was for this old guy, and uh, you you brought it from your your home bedroom to your dorm room. I think I had a little red and purple combo going on, and then somehow it got broken the move. I still think the wife thought it was the ugliest thing among many ugly things in my room. I'm trying to think back to some of the dorm room essentials because I, I never lived. You just didn't want to you didn't want to have your, your comforter too close to said Yeah, because I, I think back there was always the, uh, they're a little hot. There was always the the elevated bed with the couch underneath. Yeah, we had, we had uh yeah, we had the uh, the, the freestanding loft. Yeah, yeah, and then on the other side then you have your, your roommate with their bed elevated underneath that, a TV stand with a TV and a PlayStation or Xbox, whatever your, your game of choice is. That's a, that's a classic dorm room, essentially. Obviously, you have to have the mini fridge, an entire pallet of ramen in there for whenever you want it. Uh, there's some good essentials for, for the dorm room. But. Well, one of the essentials was the um, sock or tie on the, the door handle. And one of us may have wandered in when roommate Jeremy from Sioux Falls had a female friend in there. Just expose him, dang. Well, it's all right. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in 30 years, so. <laughs> but you just, you just, you kind of look and see that there's some, some clothed wrestling going on. And then you see who he's wrestling with and you just, don't do it! <laughs> you just, you just gotta look out. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Schmitty. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, dorm life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, there we go. Let's uh, spend a little bit more time on on uh, football and yeah, Nebraska. Please, let's get back to Can we that. get back to it? 
<laughs> I think he was trying to escape. <laughs> but it was too long a it was too long a drop with those those lofts we had. Mm. There's no beds below as we put our fridge and our couch and everything. So, so she had him in a chokehold. Uh, she could arm wrestle him and beat him. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. I'm getting the mental picture now. Cute, I'd rather not. Cute gal. I'll say that. Uh, moving forward. <laughs> Farmer. Okay, so you've got Omar Brown. He's a guy that, that transferred in, didn't see a ton of action. Northern Iowa. He's been working at safety. He's been working at nickel. There's been the cross-training that's gone on. So we'll see if, if this opening for, and who knows, maybe maybe with spring ball, you were going to see more Omar Brown anyway. Uh, you have Deshaun Singleton, high-profile dude. I believe he was a JUCO. Does yeah, that sound was. right? Yep. Uh, so he's he's a little more seasoned uh, in in the JUCO ranks. Javier Morton is is a body type that's good. But I like your take on Collier, a guy that saw a lot of t- time on special teams at Florida, but not as much in-game action at, at safety. So. They have some options. Taman uh, Lynham is is the one holdover from Florida from back in the day. I mean, Lynham's been here 400 years, bless his heart, and he's continued to stick it out. I don't know if Kobe Bretts, I loved him at Westside, if he's more of a kind of a hybrid backer option. Same with Gifford, obviously. You have Dwight Boodle. And then what we don't know is what's the, you know, how soon's the availability of, of both Buford uh, and Hartsog. Hartsog is, is somebody that's just a good football player, lining him up opposite Newsom. Then there's, you know, the Buford uh, factor. I mean, that was a one two punch that you were excited about if you're Nebraska. You hope things, if you're a Nebraska fan, turn around for Farmer and things get taken care of because he's, he's a, an experienced asset. You, you want playing. In Big Ten football, you won in an opener against Minnesota. But the, the the place my mind goes to is how different this feels than the situation with Anthony Grant to start spring football. With Anthony right, with Anthony Grant in spring football, he's got some things he he, he was still at practice. In order. He was still in practice. We're excited to have him back if he can get those things in order. This feels different with Matt Rule saying the balls in Miles's court, whether or not he wants to return. Sure. Doesn't feel like the coaching staff, at least reading in between the lines and reading the tea leaves, no inside information. It doesn't sound to me like the, the coaching staff is operating as if Miles Farmer is going to be back, which is, that's how it felt with Anthony Grant, with him being at practice. With how Nor that was, was wide handled. open. Yes, it felt like they were expecting him to be back, but if he wasn't, they were going to handle that. This feels the opposite. This feels like a case of we're expecting him to not be back and we're going to operate in that way until we hear otherwise. So that's why the first place my mind goes is, is to Corey Collier with with how high profile of a transfer he was, one of the first guys that Nebraska and the coaching staff brought in along with, with Chief Borders from that Florida group. And and he was a guy that was high profile out of mm-hmm. high school, coming from the Miami area, picked... Uh, Four and a half, five-star recruit, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was was like all Florida and one of the, the top kids in Miami, which is a recruiting hotbed every single year. Had offers from the likes of Georgia, Clemson, Tennessee. So the talents there. The newly led Brian Kelly LSU Tigers coming out of high school. I mean, Miami offered him as you'd expect that they would for being a Miami kid, but high profile kid, 
redshirted his freshman year at Florida and got some action, but you kind of get those freshman knocks out of the way and you're expecting a guy to take a, a big leap in year two. That's why he's the first place my mind goes to whenever you look at that depth chart. I don't want to discount Omar mm-hmm. Brown because he's a guy that was FCS All-American at Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's coaching staff sounded really excited about him last year, but didn't see the field as much as you would have thought from him last year. Whenever he was on the field, he didn't he didn't quite flash like a, a guy that, that athletically does in Corey Collier. First place my mind goes, I think Nebraska feels all right about what they have back there. Obviously, you'd like to have Farmer back, but you know what? If that opens the door for some younger guys getting some playing time, I don't think Coach Matt Rule and his staff are opposed to that. That's what their their calling card has been for years and years in the college ranks. They'll get him ready. That's uh, that's the plan anyway. A little bit more from, from Coach Rule. Uh, a rundown here. Let's hear about Josh Fleeks, his situation, and then we'll here on Jacob Hood and Brody Tagaloa, uh, all three of these updates here from Rule earlier today. You know, Josh Fleeks reported yesterday and was uh, significantly over his uh, weight, so he was sent home to um, make his weight. So um, we'll wait and see how Josh does. That, I don't hear a lot about wideouts and, and weight, do you? No. I, I, I don't, ever. <laughs> like, those guys are always skinny. For, for a lot of their life. <laughs> so there's there's that. Uh, so, okay, duly noted, come in in shape and at your playing weight. Jacob Hood, this is a guy that, that transferred from Georgia. Absolutely monst- massive. Yeah, monster of a man. And it sounds like he is working through some some health issues uh, when it comes to his ankles. Jacob Hood, uh, just Jacob's just dealing with some chronic ankle stuff. Um, so, you know, he's uh, kind of a little bit more in just sort of a, a rehab mode right now. Um, that's why he wasn't there last night. He was, he was meeting with the doctors. And this is pretty jarring about Tagaloa with uh, uh, what happened with him. He's a guy that, that made the switch from tight end to rush end and somebody that, that really burst pretty well in that spring game. Brody Tagaloa. Unfortunately, Brody was in a, 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 a traffic incident, a car accident, a single car accident, a couple, a couple maybe about a week ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, he's home in California with his family, uh, recuperating. I FaceTimed him last night. Um, and so he's, uh, you know, had, had, a, had, had a cut to his face, had, uh, had to have surgery on his knee. We expect him to miss the year, unfortunately. Brody was coming along great, but he's got a bright future and good things will happen for Brody. So that that sucks. Car accident, and you got some recovery with Tagaloa and uh, Nebraska. Going to keep uh, him in their thoughts for sure, and uh, get him back. But uh, it, I think whenever you hear a car accident where it's a potential head injury, the guy's face gets cut up, he has to have surgery on his knee. That's a damn serious car that's accident. Bad. Now, yeah. I, I think from an outside point of view, not knowing the ins and outs of the details, you're thankful that wasn't more serious. Sure. Well, and. Uh, Chamber chimes in here. What constitutes significant weight for a wideout? Is it five? Is it 10? Is it 20? I would say probably that 15 to 20 pound window, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Well, significant is is where you have to read it between the lines there. Significantly overweight. So, and I am significantly overweight, but uh, thankfully Elijah's not locked the door on me. Thankfully you're not a wide receiver. (laughs) No, no, that would be problematic. So rule lays out just overall his thoughts on day one as uh, Nebraska was able to put some pretty good work in. 
I was really calm and peaceful today. Like I, had, I really felt a sense of like just calm. Like for my, you know, for my day one of coaching a team in fall camps, so my fourth time being a head coach and having to be day one. Um, these guys are just way further along than you know. They just understand what we're asking them to do, and the staff has done a great job. Like you know, Susan's worked every day this summer to get them. And Garrett McGuire didn't go on vacation. He stayed every day this summer. So, like. They're just so much, the team's so much further along in terms of understanding what we're asking that it just made me, you know, I'm not out there having to be a maniac making sure every drill's like, they understand where it's supposed to be. So um, I, I just got, I have to give a lot of credit to the players. I mean, they really worked this summer. Um, and I'll say one thing, I, I think Billy spoke today, Billy Kemp. Like, I mean, like, he's an edgy, tough, feisty dude. Like, someone someone wants to jump me in. I see Billy. I'm saying, hey, Billy, will you help me out? Like, he's a guy I'm taking into a, a dark alley with me. But I watch him out there with the players in the summer, and I watch him coach those guys every single – he's always pulling a guy over and saying, hey, let me talk. So our young players are pretty much further along because of the culture of our older players here. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate that. I think Nebraska in this portal, when we talk about who is added – I think they got some we guys. I think they got some guys that are confident. And there's always a story with a transfer. There's always a story with Portal. And you look at a guy like Billy Kemp. We'll hear some from Kemp here in about five minutes. He's a guy that just wants to win. Sims is a guy that just wants to come in and win. Those are two of your leaders on offense that are going to put the work in they expect everyone else to do it, but once you see them doing it, and Sim said as much to us last week in Indy, that he wants to win, he's going to put the work in, he's going to hold you to a certain expectation, but it's not like he's do as I say, not as I do. And and that really hits well with teammates. You've got mature guys on this football team, they just haven't been wearing that red end for very long. That's, that's a difference, and if it holds true and they get some breaks and they kind of round into form, that's why it's okay for you to be optimistic beyond this six and six number or this five and seven or this four and eight that you've seen in the past. Because if you got the right makeup, Elijah, don't kid yourself. There's been an emphasis put on chemistry from who's rooming with who in the dorms, the emphasis of put your phone down, let's play some cards. Let's get more FaceTime, not in the iPhone standpoint, now let's really get you connected with a teammate and then get you coached up, whether you're young or you're old. And uh, the work's been put in. We'll hear from Kemp and some of that offseason work he's done. Uh, thoughts on the Big Ten expanding. Hale Varsity continues. Coach McBride's about 30 minutes away.